You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the June 16th, 2023 Friday reading of the Ark Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. Today we will be reading the following main articles, More Colorado-Based News Printing Presses to Fall Silent, written by Jan Wundra. Carnival Bugs Out of Fibark 2023, written by Jan Wundra. And CHA Board Considers South Ark Neighborhood Position Statement, written by Merrill Bergen. And Fiedler Boyle Bennett's Win SDCEA Board of Directors Election, written by Jan Wundra, and following up with miscellaneous articles. We begin with the first article, More Colorado-Based News Printing Presses to Fall Silent, this posted by Jan Wundra. The Pueblo Chieftain, now Colorado's oldest daily newspaper and owned by Gannett Publishing Company, is shutting down its Colorado printing plant in Pueblo. The last paper will roll off its own presses in Pueblo on August 13th. The paper will now print far north of this southern Colorado city and will be trucked down to Pueblo on a daily basis. No word yet as to what might happen in bad weather, but surely coverage of late-breaking news and early distribution could suffer. Both the Pueblo Chieftain's Labor Union and the Colorado Newspaper Guild have slammed the decision, with the Guild saying it believes Gannett's decision will further degrade the newspaper's reputation in the community. The Pueblo Chieftain newsroom has been devastated over the recent years by cuts, but this latest gut punch is not supposed to hit the newsroom. A good thing, the respected newsroom has gone from 30 reporters just a few years ago down to five news reporters, one sports reporter, and one photographer, to cover a city of more than 100,000 within a county of 170,000. According to comments from the Denver Newspaper Guild, Gannett has continued to buy up newspaper properties around the country to scrape off quick cash from real estate sales. In May 2018, the Pueblo Chieftain was sold to Gatehouse Media. In November 2019, New Media Investment Group, the successor to Gatehouse Media, acquired newspaper publisher Gannett. The two companies merged and will operate under the Gannett brand. The Pueblo Chieftain is joining dozens of other newspaper properties around the country whose liquid assets are being sold off. Gannett merged with Gatehouse in 2019, making it the largest media consolidator in the country. Since that time, half of all of the jobs across the company have been cut. As corporate ownership continues its buying frenzy, the situation brings fresh questions, not just about what constitutes locally owned news media, but what is becoming of independent, fearless, fact-based news coverage. Bigger isn't necessarily better, especially when it comes to covering local communities and local governments and shining a light on critical community issues. Ark Valley Voice understands why the media consolidators are targeting the newsrooms. 
those in green eye shades wielding their red pencils, often going after newsrooms, not understanding that the reputation and ethics of a true bastion of journalism is built on our people, which means that newsrooms have always been cost centers, not revenue centers. Newsrooms are as good as the fearless, curious, and independent reporters who report on our community. We ask tough questions. We dig down to the facts. We live here, and we hold governments accountable day after day. For the record, as our readers know, the AVV mission has always been to give truth a voice, and we stand by that more than ever since becoming a nonprofit news member of the Institute for Nonprofit News last year. We hope the community believes in us because we believe in you. That story more Colorado-based news printing presses to fall silent. And next up, Carnival Bugs Out of Fibark 2023. This posted by Jan Wondra. It's official, the 2023 Fibark, its 75th anniversary celebration, will have no carnival. Arguments were heard going on on Sackett Street between the carnival owner and at least one nearby business or resident while the carnival was setting up. The carnival trucks just as quickly started pulling out of town in the afternoon, seen heading south on D Street for parts unknown. In an announcement from the Fibark kickoff party stage, Fibark President Lindsay Sutton Stevens confirmed Wednesday night that the much anticipated Fibark Carnival had been canceled for this year. Sutton Stevens did not provide details in this evolving story, apart from referring to the dispute earlier in the day. According to their press release, they, carnival organizers, are leaving due to these few individuals' inability to adapt to this once-a-year event. AVV has been unable to confirm details, but Sutton Stevens pointed out that new arrivals to Salida might have caused this. Said that some people may have lost the meaning of what Fibark is all about. While no fingers were pointed at residents or property owners, Fibark representative Lindsay Sutton Stevens did say on stage they know who is involved. Our hearts are broken, read a Fibark Facebook post. People at High Side for the Fibark kickoff party were clearly not happy at the news, though word had already gotten around before the party. The economic impact of the pullout is yet to be calculated. According to Sutton Stevens, thousands of dollars worth of day passes had been pre-sold, and buyers will receive a refund. Food and beverage vendors will feel the direct effects, and most of all, families with children and those traveling from out of town face disappointment. The fate of employees of the carnival are also unknown, as are the contractual positions of both Fibark and the carnival owners. Clearly, the message from Sutton Stevens was that the 75th diamond anniversary of Fibark will go on, and with more events in more venues than anyone could all take in. That story: Carnival bugs out of Fibark 2023. Continuing in the news, CHA board considers South Arc neighborhood position statement. This posted by Meryl Bergen. 
The Chavy Housing Authority (CHA) Board of Directors will hold their monthly meeting from 4:30 p.m. to 6:30 p.m. on Thursday, June 15th. A packed agenda is planned, and the video call link for the meeting is located in this article. CHA and a newly formed housing coalition for the South Ark neighborhood master plan. During design charrette meetings in March 2023, various individuals and interest groups expressed their preferences for allocation of the South Ark neighborhood parcel in Salida, formerly Vandeveer Ranch. As an outcome, multiple entities expressed a desire to collaborate and focus on critical housing needs. These included the CHA, Chafee Housing Trust (CHT). The Chafee County Economic Development Corporation (EDC) and the Chafee County Community Foundation. Following a brief presentation by City of Salida consultants for the South Ark Neighborhood Master Plan, CHA board members will review a South Ark position letter jointly drafted by the coalition entities and addressed to the Salida City Council and staff. The draft acknowledges that competing interests. Recreation, open space, etc., are present. However, it says all efforts should be made to attain the maximum number of units allowed. According to numbers provided by the city and its consultants, the maximum allowable density might be 400 units, and the coalition is advocating that rental units should be the first priority. Following discussion, Board Resolution 2023-11 is proposed to approve sending the letter, subject to sign-off by the other entities. In other new business, Resolution 2023-16 will consider a special limited partnership (SLP) with developer Fading West for a workforce housing project. The 60-unit Carbonate Street rental apartments in the heart of downtown Buena Vista. Resolution 2023-12 covers the proposed CHA Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Jedi policy. Resolution 2023-13 defines the charter of an ad hoc strategic plan update committee with targeted completion by September 21, 2023. Resolution 2023-14 authorizes the Betch Housing Advocacy Group to present a standing report at all CHA board meetings. Additionally, Ashley Capel will present her six-month operations plan and key priorities. Supporting the plan, Capel has been providing weekly board reports outlining key accomplishments and activities in more than half a dozen areas, including finance and operations, Jane's Place, and the SLP program, to name a few. The board will also consider a recommendation for two potential new members: Jeff Eaton, former interim CHA executive director, and Rob Gartsman, a Salida small business owner and service worker employer. Consent agenda items and committee reports round out the agenda for the meeting. That story CHA board considers South Ark neighborhood position statement. And continuing in the news, Fiedler, Boyle, Bennett's win SDCEA Board of Directors election. This posted by Jan Wondra. Only 23% of SDCEA membership voted in election impacted by marketing.
Sangre de Cristo Electric Association, SDCEA, announced the results of its 2023 Board of Directors election. Jeff Fiedler and Mark Boyle will serve three-year terms as board seat representatives for Rural Lake, Chafee County, and at-large, respectively. Blake Bennett's, the incumbent town of Buena Vista representative, was unopposed for re-election. Boyle defeated incumbent Joe Radetzky to represent cooperative rural Chafee Lake County members, 1,756 to 887 votes. Fiedler defeated incumbent Michael Robinson to represent at-large members, 1,658 to 975 votes. As he was unopposed, Bennett's did not appear on the ballot. All 11,926 SDCEA members as of April 7th were eligible to vote in the election, which was held by mail-in or online balloting. Ballots or votes cast online were due to Survey and Ballot Systems, a third-party company engaged to conduct the election, by 1 p.m. June 8th to be counted. 23% of eligible voters cast ballots in the election. 2,764 valid ballots were returned to survey and ballot systems by the voting deadline. 1,305 voters elected to vote online. 1,459 elected to mail their ballot. Results of the election were certified June 12th by the SDCEA Board-Appointed Election and Credential Committee. As Ark Valley Voice reported on June 2nd, self-reported campaign expenditure disclosure forms are available on the website under the Board Info tab on the website homepage. A group composed of Solar Energy members, which constitutes about 600 of the total SDCEA membership, organized as Ark Valley Energy Futures behind the candidacies of Boyle and Fiedler. The new and incumbent directors will take their seats at the June 28th board meeting. Radetzky has served as SDCEA board chair for the past five years, having been on the board for more than seven years. He served as vice president for the Colorado Rural Electric Association Board, an association that represents electric cooperatives in Colorado. He earned his Director Gold Certification from the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association, which encompasses nearly 30 day-long courses covering risk management, renewable energy, financial and legal responsibilities, and other subjects. Robinson served on the board since late 2022, appointed to fill out the remaining term of retiring board member Susie Kelly. He recently received his credentialed cooperative director designation from NRECA and has a background in the telecommunications industry. SDCEA is an electric cooperative, a form of business owned and controlled by the people who use it, members who are consumer account holders. As it is not possible for members to directly make all cooperative decisions, SDCEA is governed by a board of directors elected by the membership. Acting as a group, directors employ the cooperative's chief executive officer, establish operating policy, and direct the cooperative's overall business operating goals. Seven board members govern SDCEA's business operations and represent geographic areas in SDCEA's service territory. 
Board member terms of three years are staggered to ensure continuity of governance. This year, three board seats were up for election, representing the town of Buena Vista, rural Chafee slash Lake County, and an at-large seat. All cooperative members are eligible to vote in elections, regardless of the district in which they live. SDCEA is a not-for-profit electric cooperative serving 14,000 member accounts in Chafee, Fremont, Custer, Lake, and Sawatch counties. That story, Fiedler Boyle Bennett's win SDCEA Board of Directors election. Next up, BV Board of Trustees to discuss town administrator position and changes to municipal code. This posted by Carly Winchell. The Buena Vista Board of Trustees regular meeting at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, June 13th, will feature consideration of the vacant town administrator position. Also on the agenda is the adoption of an ordinance to amend various provisions of Chapter 11 of the Buena Vista Municipal Code concerning special events in public places. Board of Trustee meetings are held at the Community Center at 715 East Main Street, Buena Vista, and are open to the public. Staff and the public are encouraged to attend the meeting virtually. Information to connect virtually is available at a link in the article. Job goals help shape search for new town administrator. During the June 13th meeting, the board will discuss and establish job search goals for the new town administrator after parting ways with previous administrator Lisa Parnell Rowe at the last meeting. They will also consider amending the Buena Vista Municipal Code Appointment of Town Administrator Section 2-47, Subsection E, regarding the proximity of residency for this position. This section reads in part, quote, The town administrator shall be required to reside within a 15-minute normal drive time radius of the town hall, and in no event greater than 15 miles therefrom throughout their term of office. The Board of Trustees may waive this requirement at its discretion, close quote. Balancing the budget for a compensation package against the high cost of housing in Chafee County, this requirement may be a key factor affecting the number of applicants. In the meantime, the board will consider approving the temporary interim town administrator employment agreement with town treasurer Philip Puckett. The board will also consider a resolution to accept the resignation of Robert Dimmitt, appoint William DeLay as a regular voting member, and Ted Azowski as an alternate member of the Airport Advisory Board. A resolution to approve the Federal Aviation Administration FAA grant agreement for the Airport Improvement Program will be discussed. Additional resolutions to authorize and approve new amended hangar ground leases of town-owned property at the Chafee County Central Regional Airport to M&E Rental Properties, LLC, and Jed Air, LLC, are also on the agenda. Business Items Business items include consideration of a motion to continue a public hearing on the crossing's preliminary plat and rezone. Buena Vista Library Executive Director Cecilia LaFrance will provide the board with an update on the library's expansion. The board will consider rescheduling the second meeting in July back to Tuesday, July 25th, 
and will feature staff reports from the police chief, fire chief, and airport manager. The public can sign up prior to the start of the meeting to speak during the public comment section. Enter your name, address, and subject to be discussed in the Zoom chat box. Or when Mayor Fay asks for public comment, you may click the raise hand button in the webinar control panel, press asterisk 9 if joining by phone, and the meeting host will prompt you to unmute when it is your turn to speak. Alternatively, email the information to the town clerk. That story, BV Board of Trustees, to discuss town administrator position and changes to municipal code. And continuing, FibArc kickoff party launches 75th Diamond Anniversary, this posted by Merrill Bergen. The 75th annual FibArc officially launched at 5 p.m. Wednesday, June 14th at Highside Bar and Grill on the banks of the Arkansas in Salida. As the crowd settled in with beverages of choice and appetizers, the Commodores from past FibArc events greeted each other, decked out in crisply pressed white shirts, shoulder epaulets, shorts, and their official crested caps. Being capped as a Commodore is the highlight of each festival year, in recognition of one person's countless hours of prior service to FIBARC and the youth programs that are the beneficiaries of this international event. Not long afterwards, FIBARC President Lindsay Sutton Stevens took the stage and introduced her 2023 board members, thanking them for their perseverance and unique talents. Former FIBARC Commodore and historian Donna Rhodes was up next after leaving the table where she was busily signing copies of The Story of FIBARC, her just-published recap of the history and statistics of 75 years' worth of the event. Rhodes also proudly displayed a complete set of FIBARC buttons in a wood case destined for a museum collection. The main event of the kickoff was a live auction, led by auctioneer and FIBARC director Ryan Lynch. Multiple items on the block ranged from donations of a custom raft frame to gift baskets, several bikes, and gift certificates lined up at the front of the stage. Bidding kicked off with two key items. The first was the number one copy of the limited edition 2023 FIBARC poster. After being quickly snapped up, the original a framed Leslie Jorgensen painting that inspired the poster and all of the branding for the 2023 festival was brought out for the crowd to admire. Much like the Arkansas River, Leslie's work elevates the power and energy of nature, said Lindsay Sutton Stevens, FIBARC event chairwoman, speaking earlier. It's a pleasure to showcase her work in partnership with FIBARC, especially in this milestone year. While FIBARC entails a variety of activities, at its heart, the event honors the wonder of the river. The motion and color that Leslie's art brings to the design embraces the personality of the festival, she added. Created by Salida fine artist Leslie Jorgensen, the painting inspired rapid-fire bidding, starting at $500. With other bids coming in from all sides, raised hands soon escalated into a bidding war. Two men, one well-known in FIBARC circles and the other at the rear of the patio, mysteriously described by auctioneer Lynch as the man in the lightning bolt hat, engaged in friendly competition. 
Within a few minutes, bidding on the original art topped out at $2,600, and the lucky winner was John Rhodes, husband of former Commodore Donna Rhodes. He supports us so much, said Sutton Stevens, thanking Rhodes. With that, the auction continued and was soon followed by a performance from local band The Instigators, rounding out a fine summer evening, setting the table for a long weekend. That story, Fibark Kickoff Party, launches 75th Diamond Anniversary. And that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us for the Arc Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.